We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the New Sam News Podcast. This episode 140 of the pod. Always feels good when you hit those those you know 10 show marks. And uh, here we are at 140, wrapping up the NFL season. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions of Super Bowl 54, taking down the Niners 31 to 20 in uh, in what was an intense game, a fun watch. Kind of took the beats that we might have expected if we really stepped back and looked at the thing. KC slow to start or slowed down to start and then exploding in the fourth quarter as they have all postseason. But uh, the young man, Pat Mahomes, gets his uh, first Super Bowl ring, probably not his last at 24 years old, becoming the youngest uh, Super Bowl MVP in the history of the game. Andy Reid gets his final piece to his Hall of Fame career. So, you know, a lot of things coming out of this one. But let's dig into the actual matchup. Matt, first, how are you? Uh, you know, it's uh, we talked about it last week. We talked about it. Don't the, the give me the sadness to this. I'm, a, over I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sad yet. I'll be sad next week. Right now, I'm still happy because we got that good Super Bowl. And like you said, that was that was the matchup we deserved. We got both teams kind of doing what they wanted to for a little while. And then eventually, it was what the Chiefs had been doing all season, except this one even. I mean, usually they've been starting, not all season, all postseason. They've been starting those comebacks in the second quarter, early second half, not waiting till mm-hmm. about six minutes left in the fourth. But... Uh, those last six or seven minutes were about as exciting football as we've seen all year. Yeah, they really were. um, Three drives, unanswered, 21 unanswered points to win for the Chiefs. So that's their third comeback of the playoffs. They came back from, obviously, 24 down in the first quarter, uh, that crazy second quarter comeback against the Texans. Then against the Titans, they trailed by 10. They spotted them. And then here, you know, the Niners are looking at 20 to 10 with uh, just under nine minutes to play in the Super Bowl, and uh, you get slapped with a 31-20 loss. It just goes to show how high-powered, how high-octane this Kansas City offense is. Um, I I guess let's point the finger here, Matt. A lot of talk about Kyle Shanahan again, because now he's been a part of two of the worst Mm -hmm. Super Bowl collapses, fourth quarter in the history of the game, the 28-3 with the Patriots when he was the offense coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. And then thirty-one or twenty to ten against the Chiefs this past Sunday. Do you point the finger more at him? Do you point it elsewhere? If you had to really assign some blame here, who are you looking at? It's hard for me to blame him for the fourth quarter because that was something you know the Chiefs had kind of been doing all postseason. Didn't really matter who they're up against. What they, that's something they can do to anybody. It's not just the 49ers. Um, if I'm going to blame Kyle Shanahan for everything, I know it, 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 he said in the postgame press conference going into halftime, he, you know, I wasn't going to give the Chiefs the ball back and let them go down and score. I still think you got to push it. You got three timeouts and what was like a minute and a half, minute 50 left or whatever, and they just kind of were content with going into the locker room. I didn't love mm-hmm. that move. Um, <clears throat> 10 points isn't going to beat the Chiefs. 17 points isn't going to beat the Chiefs. You need to score as much as you can, and I, I don't think – not wanting to give them the ball back for one possession before half for, you know, 50 seconds, 40 seconds, whatever it might be, uh, is worth the risk of not trying to get as many points as you possibly can. I think for me, that was the, you have to know your competition. And and I don't think one possession back to the Chiefs would be worth the risk of not trying to score yourself and adding up more points because they're not going to be done at 10. Yeah, it was, um, I I did not agree with that decision. I get the logic. I just disagree with it in this scenario. I agree with you, but I don't really put the loss on his shoulders at the end of the game. If there's someone that needs to shoulder that weight, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Yeah, I mean, say what you want. He had Emmanuel Sanders. Like Kyle Kyle Shanahan, no matter what happened in that game, he called a play that, in theory, should have won the Super Bowl because he had his man deep. He had him open for a touchdown. It didn't hit. The quarterback didn't make the throw. Those are the career-defining throws. You know, that one probably seals it for the Niners, mm-hmm. putting them up even bigger. Um, Shanahan's play calling wasn't conservative uh, in those drives. There was run, there was pass. I mean, he did get away from a little bit of that Debo Samuel, uh, I, I won't call it trickeration, but like misdirection mm-hmm. that they were running a lot of. Yeah. Would have liked to see more of that. But, you know, trying to pass the ball, Chris Jones bat, bats one down. 
Um, you run the ball successfully on first down for seven yards, and then Jimmy gets sacked. Um, and to be fair, a roughing the passer that doesn't get called also kind of changes the momentum of this one. That's a whole new set of downs for the Niners. You can take more clock off mm-hmm. of it. Um, a lot happened there where I think it started moving real fast for Jimmy. And not just that side of the ball, because someone had to give up 21 unanswered, and that was the defense. I understand you're coming in on you know, three and outs. And then there was one drive. I think that was like seven plays long. You're not getting a ton Mm -hmm. of rest on the sideline and Kansas city appeared to just be coming into form late in the game, but you got to come up with a stop. I mean, what third and 15, you got to get off the field. Third and 15. You have to get off the field. You can't. Your pass rush cannot allow an 11 step drop and your defensive backs cannot allow Tyree kill to run free to a third of the field. Um, I I don't know if that's a blown coverage Mm -hmm. or, you know, if it was a shell defense with one high, which I doubt it was on third and 15, it was probably cover three, cover four. So whoever's quarter or third that is, you know, just cost you a Super Bowl because Tyreek Hill's standing all alone. And it's tough, but I don't think that this loss for the Niners is anyone's fault. Um, I think it's everyone's fault. Mm-hmm. I, I, I- Jimmy wasn't good. He also did some okay things. Kyle Shanahan wasn't great either. Also did some okay things. The defense was good early. wasn't good late. I mean, it was really more or less just two really good football teams going on their runs. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs' run was a little bit stronger. And, and I think you and I talked last week about how, you know, it, the weaknesses on each of these defenses were the Chiefs going to be able to slow down the run with the 49ers secondary really going to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes and, and the receiving corps and, it came down to in the end that those weaknesses for the Chiefs kind of stood up. Raheem Mostert, yep. 58 yards. Devo Samuel obviously had a couple big plays, but those you know, the, the trick plays don't really factor into the overall you know rushing game, if, if that makes sense to me. And, and then the 49ers secondary, I mean, Richard Sherman was pretty terrible. Uh, he was kind of the guy put on the island all game. He didn't come through, and at the end of the game, the Chiefs were able to throw at will. So it was more of the weakest spots on the team stepping up for the Chiefs and not so much for the 49ers when they really needed it. The weird thing for me is the simple fact that, and I understand you're taking what the defense gives you, Mm -hmm. but even further away from the point of run the damn ball against Mm -hmm. the 49ers, it's it's what got you here. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 31 times. Um, Maybe that's not the winning formula. You know, I was of the thought process of, you did what you had to do to beat the team that day in Green Bay with Jimmy just throwing it eight times. Mm-hmm. But I, I think your best chance to win was physicality. Um, Being the bullies up front. Dominating up front, handing it off to Raheem Mostert, um, handing it off to Kyle Juszczyk, handed it off to Matt Breida, handed it off to Tevin Coleman. And you never really saw Breida or Coleman get mm-hmm. into the swing of things because I think uh, what – Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm looking at rushing right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Tevin, yeah. Tevin Coleman had five rushes. Breida didn't even come up on the box. Even Mostert only I, had I 12. I touched it once. Uh, yeah, Mostert only had 12. So, you know, I, I think they got away from what made them them a little bit. And uh, it, it ended up costing them in the long run. I mean, on the other side of this, there is a Super Bowl champion who is now the odds-on favorite to do it again next mm-hmm. year. Uh, as they still do have control over Pat Mahomes on the final year of his rookie contract, they then can extend that fifth-year option and franchise or franchise him the following year. So I'm excited to see what he gets paid. Tons of control. Well, we had this conversation at work yesterday, and it's going to be obviously the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And with the new CBA coming down, they want they're going to want to get it done before then. That's the only Mahomes' camp's going to want to get it done before then. Yeah, and and the Chiefs are going to want to get it done before then because as numbers go up, so does his total. Yeah, they've, they've, there's been reports everywhere saying they're going to try and get something done this off season. It's going to be forty a year. Oh yeah, and I mean, Russell has probably. 35. I I would not be surprised if it is. 40 a year for the next decade with 300 guaranteed. Like that's, it sounds crazy, but the NFL, does the, does the NFL have uh, like max term on contracts? They don't. Okay. Cause you I know can, the NBA, you, the NHL do. You can, you can sign a guy for as long as you okay. want, as long as it's like, baseball. it's under like projected cap number. I think there's projected position cap hits gotcha. um, okay. that you have to keep it around it, but they're super, super high. 
I think he's going to get 40 a year for a decade. Um, I mean, yeah. What, I, because he's 24, he's 24 years old because the other side of that, essentially, if you're, if you're Mahomes' representation, you walk into the room and say, this is, this is the demand or this is the ask for 400 over the next decade. If you don't want it, we're ready to go to market with that number. Do you really want your fans to have to deal with an open market conversation about your franchise quarterback? Possibly, you know, and now we're projecting down the line. I'm not going to say it because I know people are already saying it, that he's one of the greatest all, of all time with just one Super Bowl mm-hmm. to his name. No, that, that's not the case. No, he's still but got some work. Talent, his talent and the way it projects, there are more Super Bowls in that young man's arm right now. Are you yeah. willing to tell your fan base that those Super Bowls are going to go to the New York Jets, who are willing to pay that four hundred over the next. 10 could you years? imagine if there? If, it would never happen. But could you imagine the bidding war over Patrick Mahomes if he somehow got to free agency? That, he he gets fifty. The, that's the point right there. Is that there? That the Chiefs have absolutely no negotiational power mm-hmm. here. It's it's going to be if not a hundred percent because you can walk in there with all this precedent now and say. Jared Goff's getting this annually. Russell Wilson's getting this annually. Uh, Matt Ryan's getting this annually. Kirk Cousins just got 90 all guaranteed. So that's going to be able to, you're going to be able to jack up your guarantees in this contract. Pat Mahomes is looking at a $400 million, mostly guaranteed payday in my eyes. Now, if they do agree to that contract this year, um, like, like you said, they want to get it done before the CBA, and that does come to fruition this offseason. Mm-hmm. Does that forty million kick in this year, or does he still play out that rookie? I think I, I, it, I think it depends how they do it. Because like, I know baseball is like we drop it right away. This is now your contract. But I know like yes. hockey, you know, you can. I think one in, year up before your free agency, you can agree to a deal, and that's your deal after. If I'm not mistaken, one. in if I'm not mistaken in the NFL, status quo is that you continue on your normal contract. So okay. he'll make seven hundred thousand dollars plus a one point nine million roster bonus next year, I think. Okay. So we'll make somewhere around two point six million dollars. And then the following year the crazy contract would kick in. I'm pretty sure that you can also scratch that contract and start the new term of a contract if you wanted to. Gotcha. I don't think there's a rule on that okay. um, in the NFL. But you know, if you're the team, why are you going to give up a year of control and uh, you know a year of a, a really savory cap situation? Say, hey, this money's all guaranteed God forbid something happens to you. It's still yours. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar Hunt's kids got to reach into their pockets and those pockets go deep. So it's not going to be an issue um, with the revenue that they turn this year and that they're going to turn every year, regardless of a Super Bowl championship. It, it's just more of a, it's more of a issue of, can you bring someone in that can deal with a $40 million cap hit every year in terms of a general manager? And uh, I'm blanking on who their GM is right now, but you got to be able to make it work in today's NFL. Yeah, you're going to have to because it's that's because just, if you want to win, you're eventually going to have to pay that quarterback. Also, money. obviously, think, he's not. If the you think only, of it, he'd be the highest ahead, paid, but he's not going to yeah. be the only one. I mean, Russell Wilson's making 35. The, the Seahawks were in the second. And round you can last move year. around the you can move around the AAV, the average yeah. annual value, where one year he can make 50, one year he can make 16. Like you can spread it out and be creative with it mm-hmm. in projecting your cap down the road. And the thing with the cap is, it's only going up. It's yeah, only it's gonna not continue going down. To go which is which is you why, know, honestly, if you sign up, like you said, that ten year four hundred forty it's, million, it's not forty million, forty million in five, five years, years from now when he's twenty nine is, is not going to be a bargain. But it's like, all right, okay, you got it. Like when, he's when not going to be the highest paid quarterback terms, at that time. In, in inflation terms, not only is he not going to be the highest paid quarterback, it's going to be you know a similar, if not lower, percentage of the cap than it is today. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, I, I don't think that that's out of the question by any means. But, you know, back to the game and, and Pat Mahomes earning that money, 26 of 42, 286 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, I don't know if you want to hit the music or not, but I have a grievance. Ooh, two in or Oh, I know. I just shut down that grievance last week. Here's the music. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You can't handle the truth. Boy, have you lost your mind, because I'll help you find it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, my grievance is all of these things that are voted on in sports these days are screwed up. Everything screwed up. Okay. Patrick Mahomes was not the MVP of that football game. I'm sorry. I understand he needs to be the one with his face at Disney. Mm-hmm. He needs to be the face of the franchise. He needs to be all these things. He did not look good for three quarters. He orchestrates a comeback. 
the best player in that game was probably Damian Williams. I mean, he had 17 carries for 104, and he caught it four times for 29, was targeted like, I think like eight, eight times. times, something like that. I got the box score eight times. He was the core of their offensive attack, and he was the most effective in that offensive attack. He puts the nail in the coffin with a long run. That was that was the MVP of that game. And I have a problem with just handing it to the quarterback because he's the quarterback. Um, last year, you didn't know who to give it to, so they gave it to Edelman because he played hard and ended up with some big grabs. It, it, it can't be... It can't be a reason, like, it's such a big award, and there are bonuses attached to it, and there are, you know, long-term, the way we remember these players. Like, an MV, a Super Bowl MVP trophy for Damian Williams is career-defining. Patrick Mahomes, like Whatever. we said, to project him down the line, it's a great note to his legacy, mm-hmm. but there's so much more of that legacy to be written. I thought Damian Williams deserved that trophy more than anybody, and I'm kind of putting this under the umbrella of, this might be a, a bridge too far, but of the NBA All-Star Game and the amount of snubs and misses that this voting process or however it goes down missed. You know, you got a guy like Zion Williamson who's a reserve after playing three weeks in the mm-hmm. NBA, but Devin Booker, who averages 27 points per game, doesn't get in. Bradley Beal, who's gone for 34-plus in seven straight, doesn't get in. Carl Anthony Towns, who averaged 30 in the month of January, doesn't get in. Like, there are there needs to be a reworking of the voting systems across sports. And I know these are ancillary awards and it has nothing to do with wins and losses, but these are credits to people's legacies. Yeah. It means something to someone's career. Exactly. And we're getting a little loose with the way we're awarding them the way that they're being voted on. I don't know the Super Bowl MVP voting process. I don't know if the press box, everyone gets a vote. I don't know how that happens, but I don't know how you could watch that game and say that Damian Williams wasn't the MVP. No, I I totally agree with you. Um, but good on Pat Mahomes. He, did, he played great. No, and, 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 <laughs> no, I get it. This isn't a knock on Pat Mahomes. He played mm-hmm. very well, but this wasn't. You watched. He all looked the, more. He, he looked more human on Sunday than a his, lot of Sundays this season. This wasn't know? of all the playoff wins. This was his worst game, probably. I mean, I he, had, so. he had the, the great comeback, but he threw the two interceptions. They had 10 points with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, their offense was being held in check. Obviously, he led that comeback, and he was very, very good in the fourth quarter. Um, but at the same time, the offense kind of did what it did and was where it was because of Damian Williams and his ability to obviously have the one big run, but he, for the most part, was pretty consistent for us out of the backfield all day. Mm-hmm. And also, um, this you- game is, it, uh, one second, this game is the exact reason of why you don't pay running backs, people. Oh, don't pay running backs. I, I know we've been on that. Like, we've been on that train for a while now. Don't pay running backs. Pay receivers until you have to pay your quarterback. Then both the starting running backs in this game were undrafted free agents. Yeah. Damian Williams and Raheem Mostert. Um, I'm cool with paying some receivers until, like, when when the Chiefs have to start paying Mahomes. Don't worry about it. You guys will find some people. If I'm not mistaken, Matt Breida also undrafted. Tevin I believe Cullen you're right. Was a late pick out of Purdue, Illinois. No, Mostert was Purdue. Tevin Coleman was Illinois. Sure. Not Tevin Coleman, mistaken. Oak Forest High School. Tevin Coleman was Second not most Illinois. Famous he Oak was Forest alum. from. He's from Illinois. Yeah, he's. He didn't go to Illinois. Where did Tevin Coleman go? Oh, I don't know. How clear? Um, you know who the most famous Oak Forest High School alum is? Who is that? Parker Carroll. Park. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Tevin Coleman, Indiana. 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 Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. That's what um, I do. Another another Big Ten product, Matt. Before we. Uh, begrudgingly move on I from can't. the NFL season. Did you have a moment from the Super Bowl? It didn't have to be in-game, whatever it was. Did you have anything that jumped out at you that you'll remember this year for? Because while you ruminate on that, Ooh. mine was pre-game, before kick, that NFL 100. Like, this whole NFL 100 thing all season it seemed like a little bit of lip service. I didn't really get it. And then that presentation before kick with all the greats on the field, I kid you not, I, I was like, but we were sitting on the couch and I had tears in my eyes. Like just seeing all of those people in one place, that picture of the quarterbacks with Manning, Brady, uh-huh. Montana, Favre, um, football, who else? Brett Favre in the t-shirt. Like it. it was, it was just like having that collection of greatness in one place really, I don't know. It really made me feel thankful to have this game and, to you know, to get to watch it each year because these these guys come out of it and these guys put it all on the line every week and mm-hmm. you know to see them honored as as the greats that they are and it almost resonated more with me because we're in this era of like 
everybody's the goat. Like anytime you do anything good, it's like, oh, he's the goat. Oh, you're the goat. Thanks for bringing me coffee today. You're the goat. Like that's like literally the bar for it right now. You have people bringing you coffee? Those were the actual greatest of all times in one place. That, that, those were the goats with no hyperbole involved. Like that was the goats in one place. And it was really cool to me. Um, no, I don't have anyone bring me coffee. I made my own. Okay, good. I'm just, I want to make sure. Uh, no, I thought similarly to you, I think it was the commercial right before that where they had, it was the long one with the little kid basically running through Miami. I thought it was, as a Bears fan, it was cool to have Virginia McCaskey involved pretty prominently in that. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of forget being a Bears fan, um, and being so close to the, you know, the McCaskey and the Hallis, you know, connection family, how big of a deal they are to the entire NFL. And every time I'm reminded, I'm reminded of that. I feel a little bit more appreciative that, uh, you know. We're Bears fans because I, I guess I'm not appreciative that we're Bears fans because they just break my heart More every year. Than not. <laughs> but uh, no, okay. the, the history of the franchise, though, it, it's something that I always kind of forget about being so close to it. And it's cool to see it appreciated on a national stage like that. Yeah. And let's hope that, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, they're remembering the legendary teams of t- tomorrow because I'm sick and tired of seeing Dick Butkus' face. I'm sick and tired of hearing Mike Ditka being the greatest bear of all time. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the 85 bears and how great sweetness was. I want I want our own legends. Yeah. That's, that's that's the other side of that coin. Is I, I'm not sick and tired of those guys because they're they're legends. They they completely are they are the light that shines on I want the my bears own though. franchise, but I want my I want own. I want to see one. I'm tired of looking at black and white pictures. Exactly. So Virginia, for as great as she is and how great it is to see her prominent on the main stage, give that woman something to root for, you know, in the twilight years of her of her life as well, because you know, we, we need new pictures, I guess is my point here. Be- beautifully said. And I love how even though <laughs> they were nowhere near involved in this game, we somehow turned uh, turned this podcast into ripping on the bears and I yes, it. that's what we do best. That's what we always do. We do that, and we offer locks. Both of us finishing the season. Some of us better than others. Both of us finishing the season above five hundred. To be fair, so um, maybe don't Matt, fade us totally. Don't fade us totally. Like uh, Matt, you finished the season at eleven and nine after cashing on a Sammy Watkins over three and a half receptions, four and a half receptions, three and a half over three and a half receptions. Made so it good comfortably. On you. Locked it up before I even locked mine in. Mine did come in as well. I finished the season a half game behind Matt at 10, 9, and 1. You two made, winning records. You made a run, man. I, I two winning records. That. Yep. Um, it was good stuff. I do owe Matt a dozen uh, Pro V1s, I believe. Pro yep. V1Xs, whatever mm-hmm. he chooses. Um, the black number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get you those. And uh, I'm going to have to take some money off of you in Florida when we golf That's this okay. year. So, well, uh, can you can you bring that? Can we do like a presentation at the golf? Yes, course? we can do. We I can do a presentation. Yeah. I can. Um, I like that. I'm just going to buy them there at the clubhouse. Oh, we're not the, getting a personalized this year. Pro- no, no, that's too bad. That was that was that was, was yeah, that was just for last year. <laughs> was know, it, was, it was it was more of a shock and awe thing. You know, Joe's balls are are never to be repeated. Uh, I still have one of them. <laughs> still makes me uncomfortable. Um, well, you decided to do it that way, so I'm going to keep but, making uh, you uncomfortable. Gonna, we're going to take a, a break on picks for the week. Uh, this week, we got nothing for you. So uh, maybe we'll pick up next week with a fresh board. We'll figure out you know, what the next uh, mark in the road is, whether it's the end of March Madness or, or whatever it may be. We'll find another uh, another another window maybe it's here. it's the XFL. To, Who knows? To restart. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick the XFL season. Um, a lot of... Uh, a lot of former Big Ten standouts uh, on the field. Uh, yeah, Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones. Uh, Wester Camp's out there playing. A couple oh, of Nebraska that. guys. Yeah, so uh, some names we'll know. But uh, we would be able to sit through four quarters. Yeah, to be Maybe. seen. Uh, Matt, elsewhere in the sporting world, I think spotlight now, you know, squarely on pitchers and catchers reporting mm-hmm. in six days. Uh, NBA about to hit the all-star break in Chicago. Um, where where are you deferring your sports energy right now? Um, I mean, for me, I've always been you know a hockey guy, and not that yeah. I haven't been paying attention to it, but this kind of times up well with the Blackhawks hitting a little bit of a stride here. So that's kind of where I'm going. Um, think, obviously, I'm excited that, for pitchers and catchers reporting, but like it's really just the date you look forward to, and then it mm-hmm. happens, and you're like, oh, well, there's there's still nothing. No, we got and like then spring training, base, and then spring training starts, and then, and then like, like two months. You watch the first baseball. inning of spring training, you're like, oh, I don't actually care about this. Like the the baseball's still a long way off. Like it's it's. Yeah. I don't let myself get too excited. The milestones are cool, but you hit them, and then it's there's still nothing. 
the Bulls are not good. Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much got the Blackhawks. That's about it. College basketball isn't really doing it this year for me. There's there's not. I mean, I'll, I'll start watching a Baylor's little bit more really now. That's the I, one I thing that I've kind of learned. They're a pretty good basketball. Baylor's team. really good. Kansas is really good. Big Twelve championships going to be crazy. Okay. Um, outside of that, like it's kind of anyone can beat anyone. Sure. Um, uh, I do like Michigan that. State's good. Okay. Um, you know, there's not really a powerhouse out of the Big Ten this year. Illinois is at the top of the conference right now. Wild. Um, Duke is not infallible. Uh, they're good. They're complete, but they know how to lose ball games. Um, it's going to be a really interesting uh, seeding, first of all, and then tournaments because, like I said, like there's no there's no cakewalk to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, everybody's everybody's really. Yeah, I mean, it seems oh, like everybody's really okay this year. I mean, it seems like a team like Duke, where if you're right now, I'm seeing they're they're eighteen and three, number seven. If you walk into the ACC tournament and flop in the first round, you can go for or you can drop to a four or a five seed very quickly because of how deep I guess this top twenty five is. Yeah. And if teams make runs around them, now Duke will never be a five seed because they're Duke. But yeah. you know what I mean. Hmm. But. Uh, Matt, uh, we kind of glanced over it there. Here, the Blackhawks appearing to oh, I think you know, find a little bit of traction here, um, coming out of the All Star break. And you had a a tweet of of some sort of I excited I sort said, I said that back. you're I'm you're back on 100 percent all the way in. Matt's hockey minute. We got a minute on the clock, starting in three, two, one. So they just had, like you said, they had their all-star break, and then after that they had their bye. So that was a, a nice 10-day break. Uh, headed into that, they had won five out of six uh, with that one loss coming at home in, in Joel Quenville's return. But they came out on the road in a big wild, a big game for the wild card spot. They were four, four points behind Arizona, uh, two games in hand. They won in a shootout um, and did so looking very, very good. They won the shots battle. They really won the possession battle. They're starting to be able to roll four lines. They have three defensive pairings they're able to trust, and they're still getting elite goaltending. It's a little bit different than last year when they made their run. I don't want to call it smoke and mirrors, but they were doing it by just outscoring teams and having a really good power play. Um, This year, they're doing it by actually possessing the puck, being able to roll four lines, like I said, and their penalty kill has been outstanding, which come playoff time, come important, you know, late season moments that's what that's the special teams you need to stand up so i'm getting back into it they're deep patrick kane is still really good they might not be a stanley cup contender yet but this is the team that can play with anybody and other than the blues i'm not really seeing a team in the west that's that much head over heels better than everybody i went a, a little minute, over there it's a minute eight it's okay a minute I can eight. Take that. matt's matt's minute eight hockey minute or matt's hockey minute matt's, eight uh, I Matt's guess. 68 seconds Matt, 68 seconds. I think it's got a little better ring to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's good to see them exciting again. It's good to see them back on, uh, you know, standing boards mm-hmm. and with their eyes at least on the postseason. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do down the stretch. I was very interested. I saw a, uh, I saw a stat the other day that Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are number one and number three in all-time shootout goals yep. made. That's obscene. I mean, I'd those like guys know, have been. I'd like v- to know how many of Tazes went five hole. Oh, and seriously! Haynes were backhand finishes. Did you, did you see? Did you see the two both their goals from from the other? Like, Unbelievable! The other. Tay, I mean, yeah. Taves, he's got I think forty nine. I would have to say like forty one of those are going to five hole. But he you gotta be. He, I mean, he, he was going up against Auntie Ranta, who I don't know if you remember was a the Blackhawks yeah, backup the like three four years ago. Um, had played a couple seasons here, so that's a guy he knows well, which leads me to believe he knows I'm going five hole. He probably decided he had to bust something out that you know he hadn't done before, and that was a wild move. And then Kane, I mean, if you haven't seen these guys, they're, they're still on Twitter. Kane's especially still kind of going semi-viral. Kane, when I watched that live, it was like I kind of thought he outdeaked himself. It's like, oh man, he's just kind of like he, he's done here, made one too many moves, and then just pulled the string one more time and flipped one over Ranta. It was just awesome. It was that was one of the you know nine or ten. Patrick Kane shootout goals we've seen throughout his career that are going to be yeah, replayed I'd, for a long time. I'd put it, I'd put it right in that range, nine, ten. We've seen crazy. We've seen better. Was for sure, but you know, that just one was, that that slow skate, slow play it, puck on a string, unbelievable, just just unbelievable. But uh, you know, to have them fun again, I guess, interesting again, and competitive. That's that's it, most important. Right and now. not only you, you mentioned the shootout goals there, but it's it's not just that those two have been especially down the stretch. They, they say 
in all sports, pretty much you need your best players to be your best players. Those two, for the most part, have started to become their best players again. I mean, Kane yeah. always has. Taves had a really slow start to the year, but since then he's been close. I think after I think he had one point his first eleven games, but since then he's been pretty close to a point per game kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so their best players are starting to be their best players again. They're finally getting some depth. You're seeing some growth from the younger guys. Kirby Doc has been really, really good the last few weeks. Uh, Brandon Saad coming back from injury. Dylan Strom coming back from injury been really good. Um, so they're starting to get healthy at the right time here, and they're going to go through a critical stretch here. I want to say throughout most of February, it's pretty much all playoff or you know playoff hunt type teams on the schedule. So we're going to learn a lot before the trade deadline, and thankfully this stretch is happening before the trade deadline, so we kind of know what they are and whether or not they want to buy or sell by the time that comes. Um, but it's it's going to be a fun stretch of hockey, and they're at least looking competitive and, and Quite honestly, this is some of the best hockey they've played in the last, you know, three, four years. Yeah. Um, good to see. Uh, but the Madhouse on Madison will play host to a different event in 12 days' time. I Something believe. like the that, NBA, yeah. NBA All-Star Game headed to Chicago. Um, still, like we said, 12 days, a little bit of time away. But I wanted to get your gauge on, can you tell? Like, is it is it a thing? Are there posters? Are I there, can tell because... Is there I, fanfare? <laughs> I can tell because... I work in it and we know we're doing Uh some, we're doing some shows and and stuff from there. Um, but no, there's not a lot of, there's not (laughs) a whole lot, there's not a whole lot of buzz. And I really think the last thing people are kind of holding on to, uh, was Zach Levine or even Derek Rose making it. Um, Uh and I know you mentioned Bradley Beal is a snub. Devin Booker is a snub. Zach Levine's been as much as I like to go at the bulls and, and give them shit for not being good. Um, Derek Rose has been, or I'm sorry, Zach Levine has been really, really good down the stretch, and pretty much the only reason this team is anywhere near a playoff bid, whatever, even though they're not. Technically, yeah. they're still in the standings. He's been really, really good. I thought he was deserving of an all-star nod, especially with it being here. Um, but other than that, no. It, it's like, it, there's the, with the change in the format, um, the Bulls being so bad, it's just kind of, there's not a lot of buzz around it. No one's really talking about it at all whatsoever. You just jogged my memory. Sure. Um, on, I'm great at jogging. On a, <laughs> on a snub as well, or, or like a an issue in voting or tallying. Explain to me how— I also don't know what a caucus is, so I can't do that. The, <laughs> explain to me how the most valuable player in the NFL, when from the offensive side of the ball, is not also the offensive player of the year. Wait, Lamar repeat. Jackson yeah. wins MVP. Michael Thomas wins Offensive Player of the Year. What? Well, most valuable yeah, is okay. different than best, right? I mean, Fine. that's that's the age-old debate. So, that's the, that's the, the so, easy way out of So what I'm being told by definition is it's that a way to give other people Lamar words, Jackson though. is most valuable to his team, but... Michael Thomas is more talented offensively. His team could do without him. Maybe. I stupid. don't know. It's stupid. I, 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 it's know stupid. What you, I know what you mean. But like, don't have the award. I understand. Okay. It's a way to get another guy an award. Don't call it call it next up award or like next Quite best honestly, award. Honestly, hey, how about like, because, I mean, MVP has pretty much just become a quarterback award, right? How about like skill position player of the year? Perfect. You know what I mean? Like, let's offensive not, skill position, but offensive. Yeah. But then linemen get mad. Then I linemen would, get I, mad. I would get mad. You're right. Linemen, so are, you need linemen like are people a, too. Yeah, but like no offensive. As much as I love linemen, like you know, a, a left tackle is never going to win offensive player of the year, even though they might. They probably should. Left but I'm saying never like, win. like we're not getting mad. But a defensive end could win it, so that your defensive award can't be. So like your defensive yeah, player defense, of the year award. Like, I don't know, it's, you can still I have defensive player, have of the defensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't. All right, we figured it out. We solved it. Let's, let's get Goodell on the line. NFL. Let's get Goodell on the line. line. Call him up. We got ideas. Next week idea, on the pod, idea ra- people. breaking Roger Goodell, joining us to talk award renaming. There you go. Um, but, Matt, I expect you to be at uh, you know all the clubs next week. I want you at Bounce. I want you at Joy District. I want you at Underground. Big club guy. Da- I don't know if I'm dating myself here with the, the clubs that I'm naming. But, yeah, uh, that's fine. I, I, need, I need inside NBA scoops from... Uh, the underbelly of Chicago nightlife. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get my people for the pod. I'll get for the pod. I'll get my All people right. on it. You want to do a little by yourself? Let's do it. All right. Uh, you want to start us off? You want me to start us off? Why don't I go first? Yeah, you do that. I'm going to go first. Um, I'm going to ask you. I'm, I'm going to start with hockey. I know it's not really your your 
wheelhouse totally. Um, mm-hmm. But everyone knows Alex Ovechkin. He mm-hmm. has now, I think, 695 career total goals. He's climbing up that list. Uh, uh, eighth I'm, alone just passed Mark Messier. Who doesn't know hockey? Eat your heart out. Okay, cool. You have the article up in front of you. No, I don't. So on my mother's eyes. I just called it the other night, so I know it. Um, he's coming. <laughs> he, he's, uh, I believe he sits right around 200 goals behind Wayne Gretzky. I don't have the list right in front of me, but the, the math adds up to about 30 goals a year for the next six, seven seasons. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, buy or sell Alex Ovechkin by the time his career is done, is the NHL's career leader in goals? That's a tough one because the way you break it down and what you said, it totally seems manageable. And, it, you know, you even pointed to the fact that it might not have to be even that crazy a couple of years mm-hmm. from now because he could tuck away 50 Gretzky the next two years. Gretzky has 894, by the way. I just pulled that okay. up. 894. So he's how many shy? Three. He's, he's 199. 199 short. Excuse me. Um, it's totally doable. I mean, he's he just strikes me as one of those guys of – Regardless of his age, he so knows where to be on the ice, mm-hmm. and he still does have jump. He's still athletic. Like you haven't really seen, and that I don't shot think the doesn't drop really off go in away. Ovi. He's yeah, the shot's still there. He's still electrifying. He's still Russian, which like they play till the aughts of their like they play to the late years of their career. Fifty-two year old Alex Ovechkin still going to be suiting up at left wing on the third. How line. old is Ovi <laughs> right now? Thirty-four. 34, so we were projecting him over the next 10 years. He needs what, 30 a year? Or no, he, over the next, let's say, uh, what's seven 30, years. What's he 30, needs 30, so 30 times he needs, 6 he is needs, 180. He needs so about 30, 30 a year, year for, for seven, seven seasons. He yeah. needs 30 a year for seven seasons, just shy of it. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe there's an injury that takes him off course, but him being on pace, I buy the – do I buy that it happens? No, I sell that it happens just because oh. of – the way Curveball. I exalt the way I exalt Wayne Gretzky. Do I buy the plausibility of it? One hundred percent. I split hairs for you. If he's playing in the NHL for that entire time, he's going to get it. My big thing is you brought it up. The, the he's Russian thing, and a lot of times, <laughs> no, no, hear me out. No, I know. Uh, a, a lot of times towards the end of their careers, like he's even mentioned it before. Like these guys go back and they play in the KHL for a few his contract is up after next season and it's not like it's not he's probably coming back to Washington but there have been whispers that that's something he's considered and wouldn't totally rule out if I mean because they could I mean they'll pay stupid money over there to get him back am I gonna have to watch him break the record in like Tampa Bay or something no no no, he'll he'll be in Washington don't worry but it's more of if if he's in the NHL he'll be in Washington or I mean he's a guy who you know takes a lot of pride in playing for Team Russia and all that. And the, if the NHL doesn't, you know, breach a deal with uh, to, to let these guys play in the Olympics, that might be something that enough money could sway him to go back and he's allowed to play in the Olympics for, you know, the next two times around because he'd probably do that when he's 43 as and well. Then so. we're looking at, and then we're looking at KHL action on DAZN. That's <laughs> what we're watching. <laughs> nice oh, plug. Uh, but right. I, I guess so if he stays in the NHL, I'll buy that. But there is that. Even if he signs one more deal, say you know he's going to be thirty-five at the end of his contract. Say he signs a three-year yeah. deal at you know, I don't know, twenty-seven million, giving him nine a year for that that time, wouldn't shock me as a thirty-seven-year-old uh, yeah. if he says, "Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, this has been fun. I'm going to go back." I just that'd be such a tough decision to make with your eyes on it that would record be. if that's something it, that he sees. That I guess he wants, it, you know? it depends on how badly he wants that record. Yeah, if he wants yeah. that record, he's probably going to get it. If he'd rather go home, play in the Olympics, make like twenty million dollars a year playing in Russia. I also yeah. can't blame that. So that that'll be a fun one to watch, and I hope he stays because get man, one of those uh, one of those Russian Amexes that they give to the uh, NHL players. You ever heard about those? No, but now I want to hear about them. Apparently, there's there's a rumor and some story uh, around uh, around some guys in locker rooms, Russian players who have, if you will, state sponsored credit cards, God, where it's essentially that. a fun money credit card that uh, gets paid off by the government the government of Russia um, where wow. they can just kind of go have a good time and, uh, you know, represent mother Russia to its fullest. I think. Good, good for them. That sounds like so, we should do uh, one that of those, here. One of those Russian black cards. You got to get your hands on one of those. Yeah. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll call my people. Yeah, who said, says I don't know hockey, Matt, buy or sell. I'm going to take you back to some football here. Can't go too long without talking about Joe, I already Joe Burrow. 
Um, Joe Burrow was questioned. He's been doing like his rounds a little bit already. Yeah. Um, Joe Burrow said with his first NFL check, he was asked what his splurge buy would be with his first NFL check. His mm-hmm. answer makes our podcast happy because we are a food podcast. Joe Burrow will use his first NFL check to hire a personal chef. Buy or sell the Love move. That. And then a secondary buy or sell here. He gave his favorite dish as well. Steak, medium rare, asparagus, and lobster mac and cheese. Wow. Buy, or sell the, buy or sell the order. Buy or sell Burroughs first check. Oh, I, I buy both of them. That, those are, those are great orders. I'm not a huge asparagus fan. I'd have probably gone with some sort of potato because I, I love the, the steak and potato meal. That would be my last meal, a good one. Got to have a veg on the side, though. Potatoes are technically do, vegetables. You can't, do, you can't do steak. No, no, they're not. Technically. They're not at all. No, they're not. Is are potatoes vegetables? Is potatoes vegetables? I said are. <laughs> potatoes are botanically classified as a vegetable. All right. Well, nailed it. Keep eating them and see if they do your body any good. My <laughs> point is, if you have a steak and you have potatoes, you're not yeah. having mac and cheese, right? Disagree. I could still have it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like not, if I'm we're not at, let's say if we're like at the steakhouse, you know, let's say let's say we're at the once a month thing. Yeah, I'm gonna load let's up. Say and we're get at, they do okay. best. Completely different. If we're at the steakhouse, you order your steak and you get a bunch of sides and you try yeah. them all, obviously. Yeah, at home, when you're making a steak for yourself, you're either doing potatoes or mac. You're doing yeah, one I'm starch and a vegetable, I'm usually right? doing a sweet potato at home, yeah. Beautiful. Love a sweet yeah. potato. Good sweet do you potato. have a veggie? Do you do you have a veggie you like next to your steak or no? I don't I, I don't really make them. If I'm at a restaurant and they're ordered fine, I, I well, in fairness, I don't really cook at home a lot because, do you lean you know, do you lean three. do you lean Brussels or asparagus? I you guess know, is the, I, the question here. I had Brussels sprouts for the first time a couple weeks ago and I didn't Are hate you them. seven? Are no, you seven? Twenty seven. Buy or sell Matt's seven. Twenty seven. Um, I didn't hate them. I would I did not hate them. I would eat Brussels sprouts again. I would I have that. Brussels once a week. Oh, asparagus nice. probably twice a month. Um, but back to the question, uh, I buy I buy both of I buy both of Joe's decisions. I think the personal chef's a great idea. Here's, okay. Does the chef have to live with you? Um, I don't. Do you, think is that like have a guest live, house situation? I think, or is just yeah, like, I think there's different situations. Hey, you need to be I at think, my house at six. Like, see, I'd hire like a I'd hire like an eleven to eight chef. You know, so you get lunch, a snack. And then no dinner from the chef. No breakfast. I can handle breakfast. Yeah, we can but still he's fry probably a better eggs. at it than I am. Yeah. Um, we could still fry a couple eggs. We could eat a, pour some yeah. granola. Um, okay, that's not, not a huge issue. Maybe breakfast, so that, maybe breakfast on occasion. Like I think I'm – Hey, I need you for breakfast. Even if it's the first overall pick contract on my rookie contract, I'm doing a, a lunch and dinner chef. Okay, that's fair. I mean I might, buy the, I might buy the car first, but the personal chef is a great idea. Buy the car first, huh? Buy, buy a car first. Just yeah. go straight for the depreciating asset. Yeah. 100%. That's good stuff. I'm not, I never said I was fiscally responsible. That's good stuff. All right. What, car, what, car, what car would you buy, Joe? It depends. Like, if I get drafted to Cincinnati, you're, there's going to be some snow. You need a nice truck, something luxury, obviously mm-hmm. something luxury. So, if, if I'm Joe Burrow and I'm looking at what I need in Cincinnati, yeah. Range Rover Sport, okay. Mercedes G Wagon, you know, I'd be buying a G Wagon. Something with a little, uh, something with little hefts to it. Now, you know, South Florida, different story. Get drafted to Miami, probably, pro- probably get to know Maserati Moose. You know, Ooh. probably buy a Maz. Okay, um, I like yeah, that. It's all, it's I all like that choice. Based. I like that It's all that region choice. based. Yeah, um, it's Northern California, Porsche nine eleven, something like that. You know, so it, it's all. But that's not really a practical car. Like when you need to, like, you know when you're getting rookie hazing and your car, you, you got to carry all the pads or whatever. I, I don't think you carry your pads in the car, Joe. I, I know, but I, I just want something where I can get the job done still. And you can't necessarily do that with a two seater. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I, I still think no matter where I, cause it, it, at that point you're not going to be a one car person. Let's be real. Um, and first contract, take it slow here, Matt. All right. No, take it slow here. If I'm number let's one. Sign overall. a couple endorsement deals. Well, yeah, we'll put, those, away, those are put away the contract. Uh, let's we'll sign a couple fine. endorsement we'll deals. We'll sign some deals. We we'll find I'm still going to buy myself a car too. Right. I'm wor- I'm worried, Matt. If you ever get drafted in the NFL, that you're going to have some issues. You know, I I am in my prime right now. You're going to go find Adrian Peterson's financial advisor and just say, "Do whatever you want." I am in my prime right now. <laughs> just saying, I, I, I I'm still draft eligible. <laughs> you got one for me here. Uh, I almost forgot it because we got off topic, but now I remember. Um, you're the NBA guy here on the podcast, just like I'm mm-hmm. more the NHL. But I'm going to ask you: We got the trade deadline coming up. What uh, two weeks? 
uh, so NBA before after the All-Star this break. Thursday. Okay, so this before Thursday. the okay, wow, that's so this is being taped on a Tuesday. It's in seventy-two hours. So this, this question, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday or Friday, this question might be irrelevant. Don't skip it though, because Joe's going to predict exactly what's going to happen. Watch um, this. The the big name we're seeing floated out there right now is Clint Capella, which for me is mm-hmm. a, a casual NBA fan. A little bit weird that the Rockets would be looking to ship out, you know, maybe not a core player, but one just outside of that. Um, buy or sell, Clint Capella gets moved. And the name I see, uh, I've been seeing the last couple of days, is the Celtics. I don't know if that's a fit or if there's somewhere else, but buy or sell, Clint Capella is on the move from Houston. Um, I buy it just because of the amount of talk that's been around it. Um, they floated his name out there. I, I, I too don't really understand the, you know, the crux of the move. They're going to have to get a big back or a power forward back to kind of mm-hmm. fill out that part of the roster. But, um, you know, there's been talks of Boston. There's been talks of a three team with another location. Um, does it get done? I think so, just because of the amount of talk there's been around it. And if he ends up somewhere, I imagine it's Boston because, you know, they're seeing their ability. They're seeing their strengths and weaknesses. They're seeing how good of a team mm-hmm. they are. And if they're recognizing that they're a big man short, you know, go get a guy who gives you 14 and 14 every single night rolling out of bed. But I warn you, over the last two years, we've watched Clint Capella completely disappear mm-hmm. in the playoffs, especially the Western Conference Finals. Um, he was hampered by some injury, but at the same time, he's getting bully balled by Kavan Looney with one arm last year when Looney was dealing with a dislocated shoulder. Like Clint Capella needs to prove to me and to the rest of the NBA that come summertime, he's going to be able to produce and he's going to be able to one of the reasons why you win a championship and not lose one. I'm not convinced that Clint Capella is that just yet. I I like that logic and kind of the more I hear you talk about it and looking back on Rockets teams of the past, if, if this team isn't the one, if he's not a part of a team that's going to get you a title, which he hasn't been yet, I know he's a good player, but not having that contract on the books and having a little bit more freedom to try and get someone that is might be the better move. And I know it might in the immediate term make you a little bit worse, but if it in the long run gets you closer to a title with you know James Harden and Russell Westbrook's window, uh, you kind of got to do what you got to do. And that, that's what the NBA yeah, is. You don't overpay for guys that aren't going to help bring you that yeah, title. Yeah, you do, because that's the NBA these days. I'm not saying it's You don't right, keep those that's guys exactly what, That's exactly what everyone's doing. No, but it's, you don't, you, you don't hesitate to get those guys NBA out of right town. Now. You don't hesitate to cut bait with those guys. No, really. but a lot of the guys getting Capella's numbers. He's only due 16 next year, 17 the following yeah. and 18, which is why uh, in 2022, that's not a lot of money. No, it's not a lot at all. You know, he'd be one of the highest paid players in the NHL, but in the NBA, that's, that's nothing. And it's just the state of the game right now. What teams are looking at more than anything is three years of control on yeah. a big man. Um, so that's, I think what makes him a really, really interesting trade chip. Bonus buy or sell here since we're talking trade deadline. Uh, Zach Levine's a name I'm seeing float around. Do you think there's a chance we see him move? Um, it has to be a really, really good deal for the Bulls. It'd have right? to be they a great be a, package a coming no back. I'm going to sell it just because I don't think Garin Packs have any definitive plan. Of, no, they don't? No, 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 but, no. We know that, but I don't think they have any definitive plan of life after Levine. Like, okay. If it happens, it's just because it's a knee-jerk thing and we love the prospects that are coming back. Let's go to you know the dark ages for another five years. Not to say it's not already going to be that, but Zach Levine is the only reason non-diehards pay 30 bucks and go watch yeah. a game. Um, I, I've been of the camp of trying to move him. I think since the season started, you and I have kind of talked about it a couple mm-hmm. times here and there because him and Lowry don't play too well together, but... With how bad marketing has been this year, it's I don't think you can move the guy because he is young. He is your one core building block piece you actually have right now. And let I, me just I, say, let me just say, the people that decided to extend Jim Boylan would not surprise me with any move. I will, you know, uh, yeah. Like I, that's, if that's if that's where our heads are at collectively, not going to surprise me with anything. Fair enough. They'll trade him. They'll trade him on All Star and make him leave with like another team. That's that's what'll if, if anything happens, they'll do some like ridiculous. Crap yeah, but like here, here's where you can come back to always with the Bulls. Ticket sales are already low. Yeah, and if you trade Zach Levine, like you said, 
those ticket sales go even lower. And uh, yeah. that's one. That's the one mainstay throughout these Bulls years that they've been either good or bad. Is they like that? They like that building as full as they can get it. Who's going to buy the city edition jerseys if no one's there, Matt? <sighs> Not me. That's for sure. Uh, Matt, I got one more for you here. Ooh. Buy or sell. Gritty's Innocence. The Philadelphia Flyers mascot was uh, accused back in December by Chris Greenwell, the father of an alleged victim, that Gritty took a running start, quote, and punched my son as hard as he could after he alleges the kid playfully patted the mascot on the head. Uh, Gritty was, I'm not making this up, by Philadelphia police acquitted of all culpability in this situation. So the buyer sell is innocence. So was, was Gritty in court in the costume? Uh, I don't believe that. Are we suing the mascot or the person? I think that okay. the uh, acquitted might not be the correct word because there was an investigation done. His name was cleared through yeah. that investigation. I'm not, I'm not terribly shocked because, like, I know, <laughs> I know it's the most, like, Philly story of all time. But in order for this, a mascot isn't going to go punch an 11-year-old in the face unless there's some very deeply seated issues. And I don't think there are. Um, it was probably some sort of exaggerated made-up story. Um, but I, I love throughout this, you, you've seen – uh, Twitter updates here and there, and I think I saw it. Would that the t- whatever you read is probably the tweet I saw last night. People are actually tagging like the mascot's Twitter account and updates about this trial. Like it's That'd actually it. like it's actually the mascot being sued. Gritty's an icon, and to come for an icon's name like that, name name a player that's burst onto the scene harder than Gritty in There's, the NHL. It's, it's been tough. I mean, Austin Matthews. That's uh, I mean, it. Those, it's those, Gritty those and Austin Matthews. Connor McDavid. You know, you got the legends. Well, getting at the legends, the young, you know, stars, but that's about it. Yeah. Gritty's been a top five big name to burst onto the scene in the last five years in the NHL. No doubt about it. All right, Matt. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, got I, don't, I don't know. I don't have much more. Sad that football's over. You going to watch the XFL? Um, I, I don't I don't really plan on it. I'm going to watch a yeah. little bit of it, but um, that's... Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I don't know. I don't know what to do now that football. I over. think we're out of steam here. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not. Uh, what do you got going on today? Let's not dig ourselves a hole. I'm, I'm working. I'm oh, working. that's nice. Same. Yeah. All right. Well, that's right. going to do it for the Moose and Noons podcast, episode 140 of the pod. Thank you, as always, for putting up with our picks. Hopefully, you made some money this season. If you Football's- followed us every week, you made money. Nah, you probably paid some interest and lost, but um, shut up, Joe. Just it's besides take the point. It, okay. Besides the point. Uh, that's it for the Moose and Runes podcast, episode 140. As always, get at us on social, send us your questions, and uh, keep on listening. For Matt, I'm Joe. We'll see you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. (laughs) Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.